Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Hey girls, welcome back to It Girls Podcast, this is Jenny, this is Lindsay and Stella is snoring in the background, yeah. she is asleep beside us so you may hear a little muffles and snores. Yeah, oh my god, this is going to be our last episode recorded on our old gear we've got like we're setting up a little home studio in the next week or so so dying if you hear a different sound next week it might sound a little bit more intimate intimate more home <laughs> professional yes queens but um what are we talking about this week honey? so i was on live last thursday and um i do this thing on live when so, like people can come onto the live and join me mm-hmm. and it's so cool to be able to talk to people who listen to the podcast or most of them are ex-gals who come on I had two ex-gals on and um, one gal came on and she said that she really related to some of the stories that I say because of my upbringing mm-hmm. because she was also brought up um, in a born again Christian household no way and so like the same kind of church that you would have been brought up in yeah totally and the same like Christian camps at the yeah. summer and all that kind of stuff so it was so amazing because like in school, in secondary school, I felt so isolated. Like, I was the only one. Like, everyone else had, like, Catholic family, so they could kind of relate. And I was the only one with, like, these weird Bible basher parents, mm. that they used to call them. And I just felt, like, such a nerd because I wasn't allowed to do so much stuff. I wasn't allowed to watch Friends and all this kind of stuff. So being able to talk to someone else in the same experience and have her be able to relate was just so great. And it kind of just made me think of, like, our last show in Vicar Street where a good few people that I used to go to church with went and I didn't know that they were even listeners and I was like this is so fucking cool because there was a total epidemic when I look back at some of the things that were said to me in Sunday school in Christian camp and church from my mom I'm like whoa that actually really penetrated deeply into the person that I am now that I'm still trying to kind of like uncoil certain things that I would have been taught Mm. that are absolutely insane but that I still hold inside me because they were so drilled into me when I was younger it's totally understandable how that would happen because like when you grow up you know we only ever see our parents as like truth givers like what they say is like the undoubted truth to us so no matter what that is if it's religious or even if it's just your morals or seeing your parents relationships like we absorb so much of how it's presented to us as children and then we accept that as the truth and then it's really only as you grow up when you start to see your parents as people then you're like hold on you don't know more than me so like all of those things do penetrate into you so deeply but especially when it is a belief system I think that's like it must be so different because I mean you know obviously not everyone's going to be able to relate 
growing up in like a born again Christian household, but in Ireland, obviously, it being such a historically religious, culturally religious country, you know, that way, not just like, say in England, like there's like Protestantism and stuff, but they've gone through so many like different kind of religious movements that it's not as it's not as penetrated into the culture as it was in Ireland with the Catholic Church. It's not as accepted that yeah. type of behavior, and here it is was very like well, it was celebrated as well. Like you I know, mean, if we're talking about the Catholic Church, it was like you know and some people that I went to church with. So we had a conversation, and I got her to actually send a voice message that we're going to be playing later because she told this story that I was like mind blown because not only did it remind me of certain things that were taught to me and all these different like analogies that they used to use in the church to kind of paint this like really descriptive picture of how terrible sex is and all these other things but then getting like messages from people um from like their catholic upbringings with protestant upbringings mm-hmm. and or even just conservative parents yeah. whether it's like was nothing to do with religion seeing that like women in ireland and men were going through this stress of trying to like grow up and be a teenager and experience normal things that teenagers do and not feel like you are sinning or going to go to hell because you snog someone down the back of a fucking bike shed. Do you know what I mean? So um, it just kind of made me reflect on it girls and ex-girls as a whole and just really how I appreciate being able to have this platform and what we've created to be able to like speak through certain things that, you know, I feel like it girls is so important because... Jenny and I speak probably in a way that like, you know, speech and conversation is dying out because when you're hanging out with your friends a lot of the time, you're picking up your phone, you're Mm -hmm. scrolling mid-conversation. We don't dedicate like sitting down, we're talking. Yeah, like like, we have to do that. Hour-long dialogue. Yeah, no interruptions. And um And not in a way of like obviously there's like people online, but I always find it so different to the the medium of a podcast, like say like Instagram Live or yeah, Instagram Live less so. Um, but more so like stories should I say and like IGTVs like they're very scripted they're very like purposeful and they're you know they're obviously way shorter and they're they obviously can be really great and really useful and educational but they only ever skim the surface but I feel like with a podcast and with it girls we've been able to like on so many topics but specifically sex and like sex in like the Irish context um we've been able to like really kind of go quite deep into it and I think this episode would be really interesting to so many people because even though like I grew up in like quite a liberal household and I went to a school that was like an educate together school and no uniforms and all these things like I can still see the effects of like Catholic Ireland or conservative Ireland in like my peers and in myself because you it's impossible not to absorb some of it at some point yeah, to your life. it was everywhere. It was all around us. And I'm just so thankful to have it girls and ex-girls as mm-hmm. a way to express certain things and also be celebrated and be able to share with other people who've been through the same thing. I just see it as invaluable because it has helped me grow in mm. my thoughts so much and be able to like... You know, I got a message from a girl and she was saying, I don't want to... Because I think I went through a phase and I'm still kind of in it sometimes where I like almost resent my upbringing and resent you know certain things that were said to me and I'm like that was so wrong looking back and I didn't know and I was so impressionable because I was so young and you know an unpracticed human and this is what was put in front of me and I was like just absorbing it and being like oh I'm so scared of sex boys or the devil ah you know all these thoughts that were pushed into my brain and I resented it but like it has definitely you know I'm an adult now I have full responsibility to form my own thoughts and 
you know I, I just think that with the like success of it girls and X girls it's given me this like strength and foundation of feeling yeah. like okay I'm not a sinner I'm not bad and I can relate to girls who are in the same position and it's so cool so I'm yeah. just so thankful and I love that I can meet people like through live and through the fucking Instagram or through it girls yeah who have related to us because we're so open. I think it's so valuable to be open it online. Um, that's so, it's so funny when to go back on your point about like resenting that. Like I can, I know they say like you shouldn't resent things that have already happened and that it's like a hard kind of pill to swallow and it's, a, you know, and you know, a toxic kind of thing to hold on to. But mm-hmm. I can totally understand that. And I think that's, I think we can also, as human beings, like we can resent so you you can resent that upbringing without like resenting your parents I think and I think that's where people kind of get a lot of confusion because they're like oh, I don't want to resent my upbringing because they think it's a reflection on their parents but I think like you have a bit of a right to resent some things that were said to you no matter who they're from because I think that we only are really in the last like probably Ireland in the last maybe like 20 years kind of seeing the full effect of especially like cultural kind of conservatism because you know in Ireland you know there's always this thing of like you're like a what's the, is it like a cultural catholic where it's like yeah yeah I made me communion now but I don't go oh, to yeah, mass yeah. but you still inherit the catholic guilt you still inherit like mm-hmm. so much of the cultural aspect of the conservatism and the shame around sex or slut shaming or whatever it may be you still inherit that and we're kind of only seeing that now because like say our um, mum and dad's generation my mum and dad wouldn't be specifically Christian or Catholic people practicing but I'm sure throughout my childhood they still would have held on to some things that they've absorbed from the previous generation. You know, yeah. that way. So it's so kind it's of still the shackles down. are still there. The shackles, the shackles are, are still, still there, totally yeah. there. And in terms of like resentment, I think it's like, you know, I love my parents and have a great relationship with yeah. them. But still their their whole idea of faith and their you know, they live for God, which I understand and mm-hmm. they have such a strong belief system and they do you know, they're they practice religion and they go to church and yeah. they have rules that they abide by and they want they still want me to do that so that's, that's where it's kind of and it comes up now that I'm dating and I'm single and it's easier when I'm in a relationship because they like normality but like dating was very much frowned upon from the get-go we were told if we're going to get into it so let's start with yeah. this because this is like um you know I was brought up in church and it's all fun and games literally when you're like younger like when before you kind of get to secondary school, it is like you're just, you know, singing random Bible songs, and <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. random games and playing Duck Duck Goose, whatever. Same it's in a very, lot of churches, yeah. you know. Uh, and it's fine and it's fun. They lure you in when you're young in the Catholic church. Yeah, they're like, they're want to like, make a lot of money? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we don't have any yeah. of that. Like, I wasn't baptized or uh, christened or whatever, all those things. But um, the Christian idea that because I went to also a school, a secondary school that had a lot of Christian people in it. Yeah. So like that was always like seen as like the fun church because it was like singing and camp. Oh, and, waving flags. Yeah, and all this kind it was of like stuff. always way cooler. I would. And that's how they were doing with that. It was yeah. like it's like a rock yeah. show, and guys. The, well, there is because it's Christian rock. That's an, usually an evangelical thing, you yeah. know, like or a Baptist thing from America. It's a, that Americanized kind of Christianity and. Um, it is it's like in my church it was you know very different to what my friends were going to or not going you weren't sitting there with it's kind of sounds like (laughs) 
a bit Jewish. <laughs> I kind of sounded a bit Hindu, but you know what I mean. Latin we're, vibes. we're very open to all religions here. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think it was like they kind of lure you in with this fun time, and we're not like a regular church. We're a cool church kind yeah. of thing. And um, then when you get into secondary school, and you know the little hormones start coming in, that's when they pounce with the weird shit. And yeah. I remember that. I remember that going away. Shift. You must remember like such a shift in energy kind of. Because you were like, it was Sunday school and then it was youth group. Oh, and youth okay. group was so fucking cool. You know, it was like, we're all teens. We're all on the same level here. Yeah. And you were like put into little groups. So you'd have Would your you have leader. Like a, a leader who's like kind of only a little bit older than yes, you? Yeah, you have so a it's leader. so relatable. Yeah, and like the guy, and so there'd be like a group of like five girls all your same age yeah. and you'd be like, you know, you'd meet up in the youth group, but then you'd go off and have your little intimate time with your group and your leader. And she's like, "Hey, hey, bitch!" Yeah, well, like, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, like because um, she's probably like eighteen or so, is it? Yeah, like, and you trust her because like she's older than you, and she, you know, older but not too old. Yeah, that's where the Catholic Church goes so wrong because you're like sat down with a fucking priest and a nun, and you're like. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, no, you were petrifying. Yeah, you're, you're petrifying. You're on death's door. Yeah. You've never got laid. You're wearing a robe. <laughs> you're wearing literal insane clothes. Like, but I can imagine the Christian thing. It's like this 18-year-old girl, and maybe she's American. And she's like, oh, yeah. hey, guys. She's like, hey, dudettes, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you're like. Let's party with Jesus. So I remember, like, it was just so every time, every weekend, mm. and every, so we'd go on Friday, and Sunday and sometimes midweek there'd be another thing so it was a lot Mm -hmm. and it was always in some way focused about relationships kissing sex boys husband purity always they're like gearing you up for like marriage basically and also trying to not they basically knew that like secondary school is when you start getting down you know like that's when like your hormones come in like obviously like sixth class or fifth class is when people started kissing like most certainly I didn't but then I got a bit more tempted in like secondary school so they were like really on you really manipulating your whole thought process towards dating and uh, like making your natural feelings of like being aroused or fancying guys or fingering yourself or wanting to kiss dudes or whatever was seen as this massive sin that you couldn't indulge in at all but it was so like they were they were taunting you almost by continuously talking about it all the time so what was like and this is just out of pure ignorance from my behalf what was like their how do they justify the sinning? Like, what was it that sinning is? It's because it's like, you're only meant to do that to your husband? Yeah. The you, idea so you're only is supposed that to fancy kiss. You're basically, is that what, okay, so, and I only remember this when fucking, I buried God knows how much shit. But God does know. God, oh, God knows. He knows everything. But, um, I buried this because a girl that I used to go to church with, I didn't know she followed me and then I was like, oh my God, that's Leia. And, uh, I she was like I was like what do you remember because I was like we're gonna meet up soon because oh, with yeah. my sisters because we were friends in church and um she was like one thing that I mainly remember about that whole conversation of like saving yourself was that first you have to be down with God so first you have to have a relationship with God he was your boyfriend you were in a relationship with God okay. and that was told to us and it was like you cannot have a successful relationship unless that is you're full you're consumed by so your relationship that comes with God first, first on the pyramid yeah. basically and once you're fully in love with God down with God on a great path great relationship with your like then God will tell you or present something so a man in your life 
who is perfect for you that you do not have the ability or cannot even make mistakes so you don't have the ability to be able to like go out kissing a lad because you're going to choose the wrong guy okay so and it's all about maintaining your purity is it like because god will like guide you towards the right person yeah yeah okay and he'll guide your partner to bring you together yeah so So hopefully you're fucking (laughs) future husband is also in his little youth group hearing the same shit and then we'll both be guided together and you know like there were guys and girls going out in the church Mm -hmm. they were allowed to hold hands okay they were maybe allowed peck on the and this was be would be like a conversation that the older leaders were saying i remember like two of my friends were going out and it was like hot topic hot top everyone was on them like watching them like they weren't allowed to sit together no they were allowed to sit together but then like before if we were going on a weekend away or especially if we were going to Teen Street, which was this um, German Christian camp that I went to every I love summer. I they call it Teen Street. Oh, like, that sounds so fun. Oh, that's the thing. And that, that's what I was lolling with um, on live. because like they always street call full it of teens? I know, like, it's our own street and we're teens and we rule this mother. <laughs> there was another one in Ireland called Urban Soul. Oh, like, hell yeah, I want to go to that. Not they kind like... of make them out to be like festivals. And it is yeah. a festival, but it's the festival of God, so there's no fucking... No fucking. No, no fucking. Full stop. Um, but yeah, so that was the kind of meant. But yeah, if there was two of my friends were going out, and it was very innocent, I think they'd held hands and pecked on. What age the lips. we talking? We're talking like sixteen. Oh, okay. So not like not like young, I don't, okay, yeah. You know, like a normal fucking age. Yeah, most people are fucking. Most people are God knows what doing. It anal. I know friends in school of mine were having anal. I hadn't kissed a guy with tongues. Shut up! They're doing anal. There was one girl who did anal. There's always one. Now girl. it did go viral in the school, but anyway, however, <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh my god, I haven't even fucking put my tongue in a guy's mouth, let alone had a dick in my arse. Do you know the way? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so, so sexually traumatized, and um, <laughs> you heard that that was Stella, literally sighing through her mom's trauma. She, she's. Always there for me. But uh, yeah, if we were going to Teen Street at the in summer, they would be like forced to break up. Oh my They'd God. They'd have to break up and go to Teen Street separately. And if they didn't break up, they couldn't go. Well, so what you... Like, because it was like, God really needs you to focus on yourself oh. right now. And they'd be... And like your leaders are coming through it's with shit you, like... It's not you, it's God. <laughs> yeah, the, your leaders are telling stuff like, oh look, it's not me. God's telling me this. God's telling me that you should be just like giving your this all the time in the world. Chill out. Yeah. So like when they be at camp or teen street or whatever, like they wouldn't be able to like be like talking really? You were very much separated. Like in teen street, it was very much girls and guys. Like you yeah. slept with all the girls in these big, huge tents. You had a sleeping bag. You were on an airbed in this massive, big tent. Massive tent. There was like, I think there was like 7,000 teens at Teen Street what? from all over the world. There was like Shut? Swedish, American, German. The amount of riots. I have never been I'd more horny, so. and you couldn't talk to them. You couldn't. And did you them. say? I remember you telling me a really funny story that, like, when you went to Teen Street, like there was just so many hot guys, and they made you dress in the most <sighs> minging clothes. I always get like called out, like, "Oh, why does she dress like that?" I feel like I dress the way I do because in Teen Street we were forced to wear skirts that went past our knees. In the, it was so hot Like Germany, it was like, proper like Modesty kind of Yeah you couldn't Like I had to have um, A boat neck Was the most raciest Neckline you could wear You know a boat neck that showed your Bit of your clavicle Yeah But Tiny it was still bit. covered So like yeah. you had to have Like I had big tits From 
like the no, yeah basically as soon as like my tits i think it was 14 wet ass titty wet ass pussy <laughs> and milk tits <laughs> Ew, hell. anyway um but yeah so i would be it was what was the question i was just talking I'm about the time of, when you were like all the clothes that oh yeah wearing so, all the hot guys right and like, didn't they make you wear t-shirts when you swam or something we had to wear togs and sometimes t-shirts like you and the swedish bitches were allowed bop around in whatever they wanted little string tops little shorts because they didn't go with leaders they just bought tickets and came so these swedish tall blonde oh. beauties would be prancing around Cunt. like i know and we the irish girls you couldn't even get a tan because you were so covered so who was this run by? Um, my there to, to a married couple from America, mm-hmm. second name Potter. So was it like a couple of churches around the world? It was my church. Um, my youth leaders were on stage every night. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Um, they were the head bitch in charge. Yeah, they were a mar- two married couples basically. Okay were hosting this so every night they would like be preaching they had microphones there was like worship for hours people would be like writhing around like the demons coming out of them like their hands are all <laughs> yeah, up you said like full-on talking tongues oh right yeah and then there'd always be that girl who's pretending to talk in tongues <laughs> like that girl who's pretending <laughs> that she's a christian and she'd be like <laughs> like on the microphone spoiler alert i think they're all pretending <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have seen a person on one, I think they're really talking to us. I'm sure you could get yourself to that hysterical point where you probably are like doing it. Well, like in the church, if someone was talking in tongues and then I'd be looking at my mom and I'm like, do you understand that? Because apparently if you're a Christian, you naturally understand tongues. And my mom would be like, yes, I do. The funny thing about Christianity is like their fear of like the occult, but also how occultish their fucking shit is. Like they're saying, if you were in touch with God enough, you're going to understand some person writhing around like a serpent on the floor being like, like, I know. Guys. And it happened every Sunday. Every Sunday, there'd be someone grabbing that microphone. (laughs) And like, you'd bring your friend from school. Because you'd be going, like my church was in town, so we'd like go oh, shopping yeah. afterwards yeah, or something. Yeah. My mum would be like, we can go to church and then you can go off for a couple of hours shopping. And I'd be like, oh my God. Get a bit of Jesus into your first. Yeah. And I'd be bringing my friend and she'd be looking at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, uh, I know it's a bit weird. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. And then we go back into fucking school on Monday and she'd be like, Lindsay brought me to her weird church. She was waving a flag. And I'm like, no, no. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and you said Sarah would always put her hand up praising. Oh yeah, me and Fiona would never raise our damn hand, and we'd like we sometimes I'd be like, should I? Should would it I? be like during like a song kind of? It's vibe? when you fully are like engulfed in the worship, and you're just like oh, raising yeah. your hands praising, and you're like just like giving all to God. Yeah. When you raise your hands during worship songs, it's kind of like you're giving yourself to God. Sure, so okay. like raising up your hands, it's like take me, I live yeah. for you, I follow your path. And would this be during one of your Christian songs? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Lord, take me. I will worship you. And then I say it on live because some of the, the songs were real, like, you know, I would always think of a guy. Yeah. Because the songs yeah. were like, like love songs. I lay down for you, Lord Jesus. But I'd be like, not saying Jesus and saying the um. guy. I fancy, like, <laughs> for you, Owen. <laughs> Owen. Getting wet, being yeah. like, mm, I'm lying down. Yeah. But he's Jesus So it's okay It's fine And then probably feeling Extremely shame Because you're singing A Jesus song Getting horny I know It was a constant Like circle of Toxic shame When they say Again Extremely ignorant question But humour me And I'm sure Some people might be Asking the same question When they say God Mm -hmm. Because in Catholic 
they're like God is different to Jesus is it the same in Christianity or do they just kind of mean like the whole well say St. Patrick yes and um, the shamrock yes there's three little things right yeah so God the spirit and the Holy Ghost yeah yeah. there are three things they're three they're all the same thing though yeah but like it's like an umbrella term yeah okay yes I get you Yeah. yeah it's not like Jesus is telling me this and God is telling me something else. Yeah, but because God speaks through Jesus, I'm presuming. Yeah, like saying. Uh, God is like the ruler of all. Jesus is obviously who came down and saw us all. Yes. Back in the day. And then the Holy Spirit is kind of like when you're in the meditative worship state that that's how he talks to you. But it's all oh, okay. the same, dude. Yeah, okay. Feel, you know? I feel you. I feel you. Even though that. one is a father and son. <laughs> I'm praising right now, guys. You can't see me, but. she She's praising right now. But um, I want to play this. Oh, yes. Play the uh, the... This is exactly this. So this, going back to the start of our episode, girlies, this voice note and this story that this girl told Lindsay on her live is what inspired this whole um, episode. Because, you know, to really preface it to you guys, we know that like growing up in a conservative country, no matter the conservative element of it, whether it's like politically or if it's cultural or religious, can have like really negative effects on people. And as we said, we obviously see that the shackles are still in the country in certain ways, but we also want to have a laugh about it because we do feel that like there is such, there is healing and humor. And while you can, you know, you can do two things at the same time. You can both acknowledge the like... Insanity. Insanity and the harm and the more serious elements while also being able to have a lol at some of the funnier things. Just how ludicrous it was. Exactly. Like looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I was in that position. Yeah. I can't believe I, I was that's like why I laughed a through your thirteen stories. year old and some alpha was like up on stage with a fucking Britney Spears microphone saying, <laughs> And you're all masturbating and smoking and drinking and God is watching you while you're doing those things. You'd be like ah! <laughs> Like uh, that's why like we it's you know what's it called a comedic break you know sometimes oh, you something is so ridiculous that you literally have to piss yourself because it's like it's the same it's the same emotion you know it's like yeah it's on the same and I prefer like, laughing than crying don't we all yeah well you know? you know you can do both so yeah but cry the laughter is the healer so let's listen to this girl's story hey girls my name's Ava and I was on Lindsay's live the other night talking about my experience in a Christian conservative household growing up um, and through talking about this we kind of came up with a few different stories that we both had and one of mine that really stood out was um, one time I was in a youth church service um, on a Sunday morning and I was about 15 I'd say at the time and the topic for the service was sex so the girl um who I was in the service in the youth service with decided to come up with these analogies um for different topics around sex and the one that she was talking about was purity and virginity as a concept um and to illustrate this she had brought an apple along with her which she said represented virginity and purity and she described it as every time we did something that was anything that wasn't kissing basically to full-on sex before marriage was like a bruise or a cut on the apple and every time she would describe this she would bash it off the side of the table so that the apple gradually got more and more bruised and cut Um, and we just all kind of sat there while she did this and then at the end she said you're left with this bruised and cut apple that you're supposed to then give to your 
future husband or wife that you're with forever and do you think that they would like to accept that as your purity or your virginity when they marry you and we all just kind of sat there teenagers like completely confused and slightly horrified but it was very funny now to look back on but very alarming at the time so thanks so much for listening thank you I, so much thank for, you so much for sharing that story yeah Ava amazing like I mean when she told me that I was howling I mean when you told me that I was messaging her on the It Girls profile last night I was like I'm because I hadn't you hadn't sent me the voice note yet or I hadn't listened and I was like I'm dying to hear you tell the story because like when Lindsay retold the story very briefly to me I was pissing myself laughing it was just like and and when I put out the thing yesterday like people tell, like the little question box of asking people to tell me about certain stories that they had growing up two other girls wrote about that Apple story so that thing is clearly fucking going around and then um, me and Ava were talking last night and she was saying we both it both clicked in our head I was like oh my god the Apple is the mm. Apple the snake the fucking yeah. reason sin is everything so all those things are like little blocks to kind of penetrate deeper yeah. into your psyche to be like bad bad yeah. bad sex bad you yeah, know yeah 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 and like but you can see how that is so effective. Like when you were telling me that story, I was like, oh my God, if I was shown that at a very easily influenced age of like 15, whatever age you are, if she presented me that crumpled bruise, because like <laughs> apples look minging when they're bruised. Oh my God, I know. If I have an apple on my fruit thing and I pick it up and there's a brown. Oh, I'm they're like, sick. I'm like, and you're thinking my vagina? I mean like, no, and it's, and not even, even like, my vagina, like, my essence of my worth as a human that's what I am on the inside and it's like it's actually so funny when it's like rotten to its core another apple analogy like all of these like you know totally a like bad I think, apple rotten apple like they're all these words and that they all always, go back they to. always left it so vague like they weren't mm. ever like fully disclosing like they'd say sex but they wouldn't say like I think they'd maybe say wanking but they wouldn't say like blowjobs They probably didn't or... say wank <laughs> Did they say They said masturbation Yeah Yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they said sex and masturbation But yeah. they wouldn't go into like Oral, oral sex, Or fucking yeah. like fingering each other Or can I 69 Excuse me yeah. Excuse Fourth me play. sir Where do we, where do we uh, go on uh, rimming Yeah is licking ass okay <laughs> Just wondering Can we eat ass <laughs> <laughs> What about my wet ass pussy <laughs> Getting licked Is that, is that okay Got a bucket on a mop <laughs> Gushy Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Like, and then I remember I was in um, a school, what do you call it, when you go away to like the zoo with 
School class. trip. Yeah, school trip. And uh, we were all in the back of the bus and someone started to play like, are you frigid? And they touch oh your knee. Oh, are you scared yet? Yeah. That one. It's like, he's scared yet. He's scared yet. And they'd be like putting their hand going further and further up the leg. And I was like, is this allowed or is my apple getting bashed? Yeah. Because technically there's no bashing. Yeah, but it's more than kissing. And kissing, we weren't like French kiss. You were just allowed like, if you had a boyfriend. Only if you had a boyfriend. But that was only if he was a Christian boyfriend. If he was not a Christian yes. boyfriend, no, you can't go yeah, near him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember, which I spoke on live as well, which was similar. My kind of uh, one that sticks in my head was when you get to a certain age, you're no longer in the youth group. You actually have to be in church, full blown, sitting down for an hour and a half sermon. Oh, okay. It is so mind-numbingly boring. I can't even cope. So when you're in youth, so okay, when so you when you're younger, are you like while your parents are in? church you're in like kiddie church yeah okay. you're in youth group so yes. it's its own room okay. like it was in do you know 12c it's on abbey street it's now a weatherspoons that's yes. where my church was okay wow now you're praising at that altar a whole different altar honey and that's my altar <laughs> now, honey. i have seen Lindsay praise when the uh, point of bulmers is there. yeah <laughs> like woohoo <laughs> i found take, you baby take me low <laughs> yeah literally and it's so fucking trippy i have drank in there only once but i need to have a night out in weatherspoons because it's like the same building that I That's used. Crazy. I saw my dad baptize people. They had a fucking baptism baptized. place in that actual church. It, they pull open the stage and there was a water in there. Now I and you get baptized in my church when you choose. I never. Yeah. I was like nah. And these people have to like go up on stage, and they talk about like all the worst things they've done, and then the like elders in the church like dunk them into the water and they're Chris, cleansed of their sins yes. but you have to disclose to the whole church shit you've done yeah oh. like I slept with men I did a drug oh my god I know I so loved that one I Christians was like, this is fun did they believe in the catholic thing of that like babies are born sinners no yes, I don't believe I in that so that's why that. I was not christened yes we believe that like we're born pure yes God creates us pure and that like society and our own actions yes fuck us up yes. unless okay. we of course just abide just, by Jesus Christ yeah know? walk the right path down his exactly and praise him yes with and, a capital H yeah and do everything he says and that's only if you have a good relationship with him that you can hear him oh because then that's the only way you can hear him because you think you're praying to God but sometimes Satan comes in and is like go and suck his dick you know <laughs> and you're like oh thank you God you're so much more woke than I thought <laughs> But um, uh, should we start going through some of the uh, little answers we got? Yeah, I'll so, tell you the one. So yeah, when she brought up that, I remembered one that I'd brought a girl from my secondary school. Um, I think we we're in sixth year, so that was when you were kind of like out of youth group, oh, and yes, you were straight in the sorry. church. And um, I brought someone from my school, and she was like brought up Catholic, and she never really went to church, so she wasn't like versed in the insanity of my church. So she came in. I tried to warn. I was like, this is a bit weird. Just, yeah, just, just chill. It's a fucking hour. Whatever. There's hot guys, and um, my a woman was speaking, and that didn't happen a lot. And it was my friend's mom, and she like went up to the stage. They always had the little mic. The mic was like, I mean, there's not that many people that you need a mic. Let's. They need real. both hands to praise Lindsay. True. Excuse you. True. And um, she dragged up her wedding dress, her own wedding dress that she was still married to the man, and she hung it up on the stage, and it was like white, obviously. And she was going on about how we're born pure, and God loves, you know, He wants us to be these pure, whole beings, and this is what He He has this longing for us to live this beautiful, pure life. But then, and she had like a big bucket, and she started to dunk her hand in the bucket, and it was mud, and she started fucking mud all over her wedding dress. So the wedding dress was ruined. It was so covered in mud, and she was like. Getting so aggressive, she's like, "Oh, we fuck it up, and we ruin ourselves, and we just throw everything like all this rotten." And we were like, "My friend's mouth was 
on the floor and she just slowly turned to me and was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, it's not usually this weird. It's like, oh my God. But because I was so used to that, seeing that through the eyes of someone else, I was like, oh my God. And she was like crying, the woman who was throwing the mud, crying. And everyone was like, well done. And I was like, oh my God, the one time I bring my friend. Oh my like, but like it's the same as the apple It's the same analogy It is yeah We're pure And but we fuck it up But it's the visual That is so uh, Impressionable on people Especially like and that's why Towards the, women yeah. Like you that's know why the Christians Are so much smarter Than the Catholics Because like they can see How mm-hmm. it's we- it's going to Like be Seared in your mind Because that's how Memory works If you have like You're going to remember Something and it's going to Be imprinted on you If you have a visual To go along with it And like a story And when you think of things Like you know the apple We would have seen The apple in Snow White Uh And same with like The wedding dress The wedding dress Like I was not really a Like I was never that interested In like getting married and stuff You know the big white wedding But it is something That is imprinted in a child's Especially a little girl's head Like the wedding The pure I want to wear white So throwing muck At that whole visual And that whole like well, it's Ideal. extremely shocking. Yeah. Because also there's this whole thing in society of like your wedding dress being this like precious thing that you keep in your wardrobe and you'd mm-hmm. never want it to be dirt. And then like if someone's bringing it in being like this is what the world does to our purity and throwing muck on it. You and would... even that like you are only really allowed to wear a yes. white red- wedding dress if, if you are a virgin. a virgin. So all those things are like, you know, packed into this one little skit, if you want to call it. And it's just, it was... It was a lot, and there's some performative queens in. I mean, in that church, <laughs> so so wild. So, so let's go. We reached out. There. We reach out on Instagram, uh, just to ask for anyone else's experiences, funny stories, crazy stories, whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, if they grew up in a religious or conservative household, because we know it's not all uh, just Christian or Catholic, or whatever. So we're going to read out some. We'll respond. Um, I'll start off. This one killed me. My religious aunt was babysitting me and baptised me in the kitchen sink. I Like, how can that even work? How non-consensual is that? Freaky, did what? she tell the parents, I wonder? I wonder, like, because it's like, do you just come home and unbeknownst, you're, you've got a child of God walking around your house? <laughs> do you know that the Catholic Church did bring in, um, for a while, they took it out that you could divorce yourself in the Catholic Church. I think around I, the time yeah, of um, when all of that. the crazy shit came out. I think my mom was going to do that. Then they point. took it away because there was too many people. Yeah. And it actually Everyone was like, give me the fuck away from here. Because you're, when you, um, I don't think when you're christened, but if you make your confirmation, you are technically married. Like it's on, you know, on the census even that you were fucking like a Catholic. Because I don't were, think it's on the census anymore. Well, not anymore, but yeah. I think it was for a while. Like I think you, it definitely down, was. Like if you, I mean, they're going to be taking accountability to every child who was going to make their confirmation mm-hmm. so it is in certain like a bank in Ireland of like being able to mm. see how many people are getting yeah you know yeah. I w- I'm totally against and I know that this is another topic but like I personally am totally against christening your co- child or doing confirmation just for the look of it just yeah if you don't hold those beliefs of the church I, and you kind of just do it for like society pressures of like oh everyone gets christened or just for the day in it I, I just, think I where that where myself. that's really confusing for a lot of Irish parents and it's a chicken and the egg situation is that if you live in say a rural area where there's only Catholic schools and they'll only take christened children in 
you can be yeah, at completely. Uh, and that's not I mean it's also like I understand that some people do that anyway and some people look down on that anyway but it's also like if you're between a rock and a hard place like what are you going to do not send your kid to school you know and that's where it, that should all be completely removed obviously 100% yeah um so what's the next one my mum used to steal any of my sexy or small knickers <laughs> off the washing line and shuck them out without telling me <laughs> You're forced to be minging. <laughs> like, no, only the period knickers are you allowed. You know your period pants that you yeah, wear when you're like yeah. feeling all bloated. Sloggies. Like, yeah, yeah sloggy vibes. Oh my God. Like, well, I remember, do you remember being, well, I remember being a teenager and like starting to wear like sexier underwear and being so scarlet seeing it on the washing line, just being like, oh, oh or did you ever, did you ever like, see on the washing line, your like mum had like a pair of sexy knickers or something and it was like, <laughs> I remember my mom had a leopard bra a True it girl And I was like What? Oh, my mom never did My mom is sluggies all the way Slugging that I think it's against her religion to wear a thong <laughs> um, Here's another one. Oh, my mother slapped me on the face For finding a morning after pill packet And said I had to repent Oh and this is a friend of the pod We're not going to say her name just in case But like so sad so sad some of these things like hilarious and wild but it is like and mad it's, it's so sad to me as well like even thinking that the mum like because like that you know you have to see that mum is also brainwashed to an extent you yeah, know that it's like and that's so sad for her that like she's brought to the point of like telling her daughter or smacking her daughter because she thinks that that is so horrendous and like how, imagine all the like experiences that she had growing up and like how that has impacted and like mm-hmm. penetrated into her brain oh my god 100 percent layers of sex shame okay i'm gonna read one that actually made me this is the one that tipped me over the edge mm-hmm. yesterday um i'm trying to find it i think i sent it to you hold on one sec um yeah this one kind of tipped me over the edge because i was like this is it just really reminded me of my upbringing because and i think a lot of irish women when they started to become age where they were like thinking that they might have sex or they were having sex and they wanted to protect themselves so they went to the pill it was really really difficult to obtain first of all you had to go to your GP you know which was like your family GP a lot of the time and I remember like my sisters going on the pill and my GP told my parents which is illegal illegal and it it was like he knew that and there's like I got a lot of messages of women being like my mum told like all my local doctors not to put me on the pill and stuff like that like the pill was so hard to get for Christian women like I used to wish I had I did for a little while have like bad skin and I was like please can I go on the pill can I go on the pill and she's like no you can go on this and it would be like some acid thing for my face but like people I knew a girl who put hairspray on her face to try and get acne so she could go on the pill like this you could not get the pill there was no way to obtain it for a lot of women because you're living at home you didn't have 50 fucking euro as a 16 year old to go to get the pill regularly you know Shout out to my mom. Yes. Put me on the pill at 16, you woke ass bitch. That's amazing. Like, so, and, you so know, amazing. And, and she did that. Now, it's only really as an adult that I see like the, like, the wokeness of that. Because I'm like, at the time I was scarlet, you know, that way. Because like, she was like, no, you can't just see your boyfriend for a while. Would you like to go on the pill just in case? And I was like, like, she gave me the opportunity not to be embarrassed. Just be like, Yes. Just in and case. not having to like disclose whether you were yeah. or weren't doing whatever. She was just like, just in case and just so it's in your own control. Just giving That's you all. your privacy. Yeah. And I have never had that even up to this day. <laughs> Anytime I go on a date, my mom's like, oh, okay, just don't bring him home. <laughs> and then the next day she's like, so how'd you get on? And I'm like, 
fine. <laughs> and then she's like, well, did you bring him home? I'm like, no. She's like, good, because you wouldn't be hearing from him again. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this girl wrote to me and she said that when she was 17, um, her parents were really strict on um, their just disagreements with the contraception. She has nine siblings, so clearly wasn't on anything, your meme. So when I asked my mum for 50 euro for the doctor, she asked to look at the prescription and saw that it was for the pill. She obviously knew I'd take it out of the bin. So she ate it in front of me, ate all the pills and told me how dangerous contraception is and that I shouldn't be having sex anyway. I actually hadn't even had it yet. Anyway, safe to say, she fair played to this woman. She somehow went back to the doctor and got it again. But like, that is so scary. That just threw me over the edge because I was like, what the fuck? Oh well, yeah, Memmy. Like if you take a month's worth of the pill in one go, that ain't good. No. But like what a conflicting message as well To send your kid Like like I'm consuming like, this in front of you yeah, And it's really bad it's So you've put so me in danger So yeah. if you're even considering doing this I'm gonna it was a, It's kind of like a, It's a, almost violent Well it's like Emotional blackmail Because it's yeah. like I mean it's like you know Someone being like I'm gonna take all these pills Like right in front of you And you're like Oh they were my pills It's my fault You know that way You just feel so Yeah And because she was freaked. saying I know you take it out of the bin So I have There's only one thing I can do about it She didn't even flush them down the toilet Like I know I'm like Was this mama Loki Not wanting a 10th kid Or an 11th <laughs> or, child So she's she, like blah, blah, blah. She heard about the trick Where you take a load of the, mor- the pill For the morning after pill She's like Daddy nutted in me last night <laughs> <laughs> But that um, freaked me out Oh, another contraception one was a few years ago I had my boyfriend over and I left a used condom on my windowsill and left for school the next day totally forgetting about it. It was fine when I came home that, um, but they didn't speak to me for weeks and said I wouldn't be getting any Xmas presents. Fair, I guess. Aww. I love that. No Christmas presents for you, you slow. Because you're not an innocent being anymore. Oh my God. Um, this one also killed me. Just for lols uh, She said it's not a story from growing up But my very religious grandmother said It was okay for us to break the new restrictions For my cousin's confo last weekend Because it was a holy day uh, And God would look after us We all knew she was just thirsty for the sesh <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness My grand aunt called me a slut And that I was asking for it Because I straightened my hair <laughs> <laughs> What? In God's name I remember that though, like The first time I straightened my hair you did feel like, oh, who are you trying to impress? Yeah, like, well, uh. I hated it. I remember the first time I wore like a bit of makeup and I actually think, I think it was like, we never went to mass or anything like that, but we would, the odd time, I would love to go on Christmas Eve because they did the nativity play. <laughs> I was just like, I like this shit and it made me feel Christmassy because it was like it is, Jesus it vibe, you know. Um and I remember we went once and like before I left, like I had, I think my mom had given me this like little compact of number seven eyeshadows that she didn't want for me. You know, like number seven, you get gifts. I remember just putting my finger and just putting <laughs> it across my lids, this gold eyeshadow. And I remember coming down and being like, hello, how are we all? Anything to say, yeah. anyone? Very normal day today, apart from being Christmas Eve. And I remember my mom being like, or I think it was my dad was like, are you wearing makeup? And I was like, uh, no. Oh, Oh, oh my I was gosh. fucking so embarrassed I felt like I was wearing A full set of Anne Summers Like fucking edible underwear <laughs> <laughs> Got a problem with this daddy? Yeah we're in this church Jesus likes it okay Tell me And I have a good relationship with him So it's Yeah it's so I, I, I know um, um, Will we go through your the DMs That you put in uh, here So I was around 14-ish Going to a teen disco It might have only been My first or second time Properly drinking So I came home Anyway Stella You loud bitch 
Anyway, the next day, because I stayed at my friend's la- that night and my mom was like, empty your bag there. I'm putting on a wash if you need anything done. So there I go, opening my overnight bag. And as soon as I pull out a sock, you can hear two glasses clink together. I nearly died as it was two nagging bottles of Glenn's Vodka. Shout out Glenn's Vodka. Oh, that is a throwback. Um, she full on called the guards on me, asked me who else I was drinking with, who bought it for me, how I snuck it in, etc. So she literally informed the guards um, and then she got a number for one of the bouncers that worked on the door of the club, told him how I snuck the vodka in my bra <laughs> using those crinkly water bottles from Lidl. Honestly, I never drink vodka. I've never drank vodka around her since I'm 22. It just makes me too uncomfortable. <laughs> my mum had a thing against spirits and I honestly think it's because they're the called spirits. spirits. Yeah. yeah. Like she always was like, no, no spirits. Even now, no spirits. Do you know why it's She's called, not wrong. Do you know why no it's spirits, called a spirit? A no. So... I I learned this on a whiskey distillery tour um, and it's they would in a spirit so when you, you're making like a thing of whiskey a certain amount of the water evaporates off it and that's called the angel's share like the angel comes in and takes his share but it's also called a spirit because it's like a spirit within it oh because it's like part of the Beautiful. water evaporates out and it's called the angel's share which I think is such a stunning term the angels maybe are coming down to collect it from God because he loves to drink water okay. into wine honey let's not again. forget <laughs> um, so the next one I went to a Catholic school that was on the same site as a convent so the nuns were always in and out one day around Valentine's Day when I was 12 and in a home ec class our teacher was out sick so none of the nuns was left to supervise us she came in all sweet smiling and asked us if any of us had a boyfriend a few girls raised their hand giggling pretty nervously because that was a weird question to ask a group of first years. She proceeded to start screaming at them Aww. that they were way too young and they shouldn't have, be having sex. She then points to a wedding band on her finger and tells us she's married to Jesus and we should be too. Uh, just as a follow on to that, the same nun left the school around a year later and rumour is that she was asked to leave because she started throwing stuff at a student from another school when they came to visit us. Okay. Okay. What? I'm so glad I didn't go to a fucking convent school. Oh, oh same. My God. I've never really been around nuns or priests, and I'm so glad. Like, I had one one of my um, great aunts is a nun, but like she is a nun in America, so I never really saw her. Okay. But yeah, I've never really been around them, and they're dying out. Like we were just saying that before we started recording. Like you don't be seeing nuns around that much, and when no I do, I'm joined, like, ah! no one's joining nuns anymore. Like there's definitely still people join the priesthood, very small amount, but there is still yeah. people. But there's very, I mean, because like. How boring to be a nun. You don't even get to give mass. At least with a priest, you get to stand up and perform. <laughs> it's so wild as well that like in the Catholic Church, the heads, like the Pope, the nuns, the priests, all don't have sex. They're the people who are also giving like marriage courses. Yeah. They've never well, there might been be in a relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they know. So they know the best relationship ever. But, and it's such a weird arc for the church to be kind of like under because it's mm. like he is so pure that he's not having sex. So therefore, even if you are in a relationship, like, I mean, the Catholic Church didn't let contraception. So sex yeah. is not only, it, sex is not really allowed to be enjoyed in religion. No, well, it's in, in Catholic Church, it's 100% just for reproduction. Which is like, like, it's, yeah. And that's why there's no contraception because it's like, they, they yeah. think it's a sin if you have sex and stop God's will for getting pregnant. 100%, yeah. Because it's like stopping God's will. <laughs> and that's why I was like I've never had a conversation About contraception With my parents Yeah And I have two kids From two different dads My mum and dad My mum told me That she would have to In order to get like a condom So I guess ride my dad 
<laughs> peace out to that moment uh, they would have to go into Trinity College during the 80s that was the only place you could get a condom and they'd have to go into like pretend you went there I think because it was a Protestant uh, and an English college I guess they'd have to go in there get like a single condom oh my gosh and probably use it three times <laughs> <laughs> wash it out um, if I was staying at a friend's house for a sleepover of a Saturday night 10 to 15 year old um, my mum warned me that I had to go to mass the next morning so when I got home Sunday afternoon or evening mum would quiz me about the mass she'd ask me questions like <laughs> which priest said mass or what was the gospel about I obviously never went because I hated it but would used to make it up all the time um, and I would get away with it because there was about five masses on Sundays. One time she found out I didn't go and the consequences were so traumatic. So traumatic that she didn't even tell yeah. us. So I'm freaked. Oh my Me and my God. sisters used to do that because our church was in town. Um, sometimes we'd sneak off and just like sit in a spar anywhere other than church so would your mum not see that you sometimes my parents wouldn't go but they'd still enforce us to go like if they were sometimes they'd like to go down to the country to check out another church or something and they'd be like <laughs> make sure you still go to church and I'm like yeah well, of oh, course yeah. and I remember once we went to church and they'd known that there was a wedding on the Saturday so we'd gone to church but not actually gone to church and um you know, like she would, like she'd be asking us, like, okay, get this bus, you know, and calling us up, making sure I can't hear the bus, I can't hear that you're on the bus. You know, she was so on it. So, um, she was like, so was there any, was there anything like from the wedding still left? We're like, oh yeah, yeah, the the remnants of some flowers were done, <laughs> just making up shit. She was like, who was speaking? We'd be like, Paul. Paul was speaking yeah she's like, what was he saying? We'd be like, even if I had sat down, like, I couldn't like this. I was like thinking I was just sat in church being like anything else the last time I went to church because I like there were so many characters in church and yeah. I actually like so many friends and such a like reminiscence of like my childhood and just people that I grew well, it's like up family with. friends you know yeah it's a community and my parents had like a falling out with that church so we the church that I I love that they have church drama oh there's so much church drama and like we don't know what's going on there I like, know you said your parents never fully no, tell you like, shut up asking we're like okay and now I really want to know I know they're like by the way we hate so and so and I'm like well not hate they yeah. don't hate anyone but by the way we don't talk to them anymore yeah I'm like uh, what they were basically like my auntie you know yeah. like people I would have grown up with from when I was a kid who I would have seen all the time is Bono evangelical um, I'm not is. sure I think he's kind of something But yeah. like Maybe not as like intense Yeah As my parents But um, But yeah I remember I kind of missed my church And I just was like Oh I might go in And like have a little check out And um, Stuff like that So I went in Years ago When I had my dreads And My friend's dad came up to me And was like Lindsay I'm so glad to see you I'm so glad you're here Love that you came to church But maybe don't Oh. How do you mean? I was wearing like a leopard print dress. <laughs> I remember when you went back to church then. I, I was, was like, I was wearing like a little leopard print dress and like a pink ballet kind of wrap top and my docks and like I had these dreads and um, Rilo was with me and he was like, yeah, you just you look like a lady of the night and I just wouldn't want you to be tempting the other men who were there just trying to worship. And I was like, why is that on me if <laughs> if they're getting tempted Yeah I mean Well I have to cloak myself In some kind of Just in case Just in case my fine ass Body is <laughs> Like what <laughs> It was so uncomfortable This dude was like The same age as my dad that Talking about So uncomfortable My clothing And my kid was also there And I just felt Have you ever been to Catholic mass? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so fucking boring. Oh my, oh my god, goodness, I remember so just boring. this reminds me of it. I remember like for a while. I remember my dad was always like, "Remember we started going to mass for a while? <laughs> we did randomly one point in my life we were going to mass on a Sunday. Catholic were Catholic. Oh, so boring. Protestant is a slight bit more enjoyable. Yeah, but I've always felt a bit dumb at a Protestant mass. We went to a Protestant one a few times as well. There was a Church of Ireland church down the road, mm. and I just always felt really dumb because they they always they sing hymns and we don't sing hymns in Catholic mass. So like they'd be singing these hymns and I'd be like ah, la, not knowing the fucking. I tune. always felt like that with Catholic mass because there's all these like it's na, like na, 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 like all these yeah. sayings that I never knew. I don't know the like. It's more like a ritual kind of thing. Yeah. It's like stand up, kneel down, blah blah. Yeah, and I'd be up and down, be with up and you, down, also with you. Then you do the handshaking thing. I hated the handshaking thing. Oh, oh really? I wonder how COVID, how they're doing that during COVID. I think, I think they're being, they're obviously like really abiding by the rules because that's another <laughs> part of Christianity where yeah. you do have to like abide by the laws of the land. I wonder how they do the peace be with you, also with you handshake. Let us know, Christian queens, Catholic queens. But I remember we'd go, and I remember like there would always be one mass that was half an hour, but then some masses were an hour. Like there was one mass that was like. On fucking real Me and Louis were like Dab 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 central Because like It would I think it was like A half eleven mass On a Sunday it would be So quick You'd be like Oh my god I'm out by twelve But then sometimes My dad Like the odd time Me and Louis would stay With my nana And my nana was Really really religious Really catholic uh, She was born in like 1916 it's Just so catholic well, well So catholic But then towards the end Of her life She was like I think it's all fake <laughs> She was gas Oh my goodness My nana did the same thing When she, she was, was like, on her deathbed My mom was shite. like Can we please pray My nana was like I've prayed enough. <laughs> I'm done. My, I don't care where I go. <laughs> my nana, but she was super religious. Like she like made my mom and dad get married. They didn't want to get married in a church. She like basically was like, that's grand. I just won't be talking to you ever again. And they were like, oh, what? okay. And then also my mom and dad, like, because I was baptized when I was like four, I think, which is really rare in Catholic Orange, you're yeah. always like baptized when mm-hmm. you're like a baby, and because my mom and dad didn't really want to baptize me and Louis, they obviously did it for school. Then, no, I did went to a multinational school. We went, to, oh, really? My granny forced them. Oh, yeah. She said she disowned my dad if because, like, I wasn't baptized, and they were kind of getting away with it for a while. And then they had Louis, and she's like, Well, when are you going to get the sin out of them? So <laughs> and then, like, my mom and dad were like, Fucking fine. So they brought us to the church that they got married in against their will and got us christened because like I mean, for school no we were always we were we didn't go to a religious school okay. ever which mm. is mad that is mad let me go through some um ones that I got on Instagram in the little question box thing um my dad would drive past my friend's house after dropping me off for a half hour just that like complete mistrust oh, in yeah. what you're doing so he'd still be driving around watching you my mum and dad were thankfully extremely gullible Oh yeah, that's annoying that and, your parents are like that. And they I'm still so, are. Like, maybe I, they're willfully gullible though. I think there might be. A, I think I'm now they're a so. bit. Well, I'm yeah, hoping so. Like, you literally have two children outside of wedlock. Two children, <laughs> two different dads, and I'm dating. And the last date I went on, basically, <laughs> my mom fucking knocked up at the gaff because she wanted to get something. Now I know yeah. that she was checking up on me, like, which is she hasn't done that in so long, but some family dramas went down and I think she's just a bit more on me than she usually is so um then uh, I kind of was like all flustered I was like uh, 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 and I went I was with her later on the day and she was like so did he end up staying and I was like yeah we didn't do anything (laughs) it's just which immediately makes it sound like you were riding all night Uh, I mean it just like came out I was like like there was other people around she's like so 
I was just like and I was saying it for her because mm-hmm. I've tried I was honest with her before and I mean seeing the look on her face I can't do that to my mum like I remember years ago Did you ago, tell her that you rode someone? Yeah Years <laughs> ago like it was after I broke up with my husband and I started seeing this guy who was like in the church but like a total the same fucking, way you were yeah, in the church <laughs> Yeah like he was, I was like he's in the church the mum she was like he does hash and I'm like oh but anyway so I was really upset when we split and my mum was like, why is it upset? It's not like you slept with him. And I just kind of looked at her and she's like, her face just <gasps> dropped. It was like I was having sex in front of her. I could I could see her like the color yeah. from her brain being like, penis, dick, duh, duh, my daughter's vagina. Like I was like, uh, uh, so I was like, I can't do that again. Oh my and that God. was me trying to be honest. But yeah, I was kind of like, um... Yeah, he he stayed, but like nothing happened because she'd ask me not to. Yeah, and I'm also like, please fucking keep babysitting so I can keep doing what I want on the weekend. And then she goes, Oh, did he stay in the kids' room? I was like, Yeah, yeah. Like what? What? <laughs> did you see that one? Oh my goodness, this mum. Um, this girl wrote to me and she said that her mum, anytime she has a hotel booked away with her boyfriend, her mum rings up beforehand to make sure that there's two single beds. And the girl writes back to me and says, we just, we do it. We sleep, like we ha- we don't bother changing for a double room. So my mom thinks we're not having sex. God's happy. I'm having sex. We're all happy grand. <laughs> They're just like riding in one single bed and then sleeping I'd separately. say they maybe squash them together or yeah, something like that. Yeah. But like just ridiculous. Um, this one, my mom threw our hangover DVD in the bin because it was too explicit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I couldn't have anything cool. And a w- one woman wrote and said that one woman wrote and said that she had a Marilyn Manson uh, Kerrang issue and oh, her yeah. mum fucked it in the fire. They always do it so dramatically like in the fire. Yeah like burn Or another girl away. wrote and said that like she found an M&M CD and she flung it out the window of the car. Oh my god. Like it was always so dramatic like my offspring CD she hid it in her wardrobe and I found it so I listened to it again because it was like give it to me baby. Uh-huh. She was like, that's sexual. They're talking about sex it and is, giving it. It's very sexual. It but, is. I mean, YOLO. I mean, that's the world we live in, honey. Um, let me see if I have any other ones here. I loved this one. Broke up with my fella. And my mom goes, so I assume you're going off the pill now. <laughs> this one. Thinking that coronavirus is a sign of the rapture. Oh. <laughs> didn't say. we all, did that not all cross our minds? No. <laughs> That's some Christian-ish shit. Okay. I'm, I don't I'm think back, in, back in my weird box I go. <laughs> <laughs> oh so many God. of the pill. I like, told my mom I was on the pill and she burst into tears and told me that I was a disappointment. Like so many pill shit come through. The pill was like, yeah, you'd probably get away with doing E more so than having a packet of pills. Like, yeah. I remember I was on the pill for a little while um, after having Rilo. So I was married at this point. And I didn't want another baby. Mm-hmm. I hated my husband. Mm-hmm. And I had the pill and I'm really bad at remembering like taking pills and stuff. So I'd have an alarm on my phone and my mum cottoned on that it was my pill alarm. Because like I'd scoot up or like if I was around my mum when the alarm went off and she was like clocked it. And she still like if she sees that my si- like my sisters are now both not on it because it was just too difficult. You'd always leave it in a bag where she'd find it and she'd be like there's your pill. You know, like saying it with such like venom oh almost God. as in like, there's your slush tablet. pill. There's your <laughs> slush tablet. Like one girl wrote to me and said that she had her pill lying around and her mum gave out hell to her being like, how dare you have that slut contraception around my daughter? <laughs> she, like her younger sister was like, seeing this pill around. 
It's like the pill is so frowned upon. Which is weird as well because like, I mean, I understand like the, like they don't obviously full stop want you having sex before marriage, but it's also like, okay, but if I'm having sex, do you want a baby? Because at least I'm yeah. stopping the baby happening. You know, the way when I don't want one and That's I'm not ready. That's what was so confusing for me mm. because like they don't give you any other options. The only option I was given. Yeah. Was, pe- was chastity. to wait. Was chastity, yeah. Was that what? Abstaining. It was like, yeah, abstaining until God presents your husband. And, and like a lot of people in my church would have got married at age 19. I got married at just gone 21. That's insane. Like I got married in April. I was 21 in March. So, so crazy. like a lot of people were getting married around that time. So it was like people are like you got married at 21, but like that was normal. Yeah. Because like people in the church were constantly getting married because they date for like 6 months, get married so they could have sex, they couldn't progress, they couldn't move in, they couldn't have nights away, they couldn't go away in holidays. Some people went away in holidays and would have two separate apartments. Here's another two gas ones here, right? Number one, I wasn't allowed to go to the Gale Talk because you'd learn a lot in the Gale Talk, but nothing in nothing to do with Gaelga. <laughs> I know, just sexualizing everything. everything. And then this one here, and she has an asterisk. Catholic mom, Louise. It's because he's a Protestant. That's why he cheated on you. <laughs> They're allowed to divorce, so they will cheat. They are Only the sl- they are the sluttier religion. They Let's are not very, lie. Very horny. <laughs> It is wild when you see all of My this. My friend's mom ambushed uh, dropping her to mine for pre-drinks and brought her to mass. What? <laughs> You're not going to those pre-drinks. You're going to mass first. Oh my goodness. Before you get the spirits inside. You. A load of people wrote being like, I was allowed to go to parties if I went to mass the next day. Like that was a bargaining tool that was used. And then you'd be fucking... So oh in God. bits in mass. And your mom's looking at you as you're like sweating out alcohol. And she's like... Mm. Mm. Oh my god And like the thing You'd have your friends in church Like I'd have my pals Who were kind of on the same level as me In the youth group mm-hmm. And you know We'd be like Oh so annoying Like I had one friend Who just couldn't Stand Like her mum ran Like I was brought up in the church So I was kind of more used to it But this friend of mine Her mum had only kind of found God When she had just turned 16 okay. So she had like Had a pretty much like Chill upbringing mm. With no rules And then her mum found God And she was like Had to throw out All her string tops her mum was like, no, again, no, no, no. Like a new convert. Yeah, she was like, Newborn what? again. I've been wearing string tops for years. And she was like, no, slut wear. Oh my God. And we weren't allowed to wear like string tops to church and stuff like that. Um, Or like you, you had to dress conservatively. Yeah, it's like church. modesty. Yeah. And uh, she just couldn't deal with it. And then you'd be like, she was my best though. And that was so fun. But sometimes like you'd go to Teen Street and you'd be like, me and you, me and you. Like we'll, we'll maybe sneak off. We'll mm. do this. And like, we'll talk to lads. We'll like, you'd have your girl. But sometimes... They'd get engulfed in it. You'd go over there and like all of a sudden they're day like, two, my friends speaking in tongues, crying to one of the leaders because she happened to that girl. Not to that girl, but it happened to one of my other friends who like, you know, we'd be on the same level and we'd be going there and they'd be like, like, I remember um, one year I went for like a tea suit was a week, but then one year my mum sent me off for a month, a month in Germany. Whoa. And I think it traumatised me Even wanting Like that fucked me up I really hated going away Because of that Because I was sent off to Germany We were like bopping around Different parts of Germany And I was like Going to be part of Like we had to like Do all these dances um, And you know We were like I was on stage So we were like I was a part of the whole fucking thing And they had American guys A few Swedish girls And like us And we were There was only about seven of us And then all the leaders And like these American guys Were such rides It was unbelievable They were so hot But you couldn't even talk to them and he had to dress like shit around them. It was torture. And I think uh, I was put in like my little group. 
And I started to tell my leader who I'd built up this trust with and she mm. was really like, she was cool, you know. And I was like, I think I kind of fancy this car. I was in sixth year, just going to go into sixth year after summer. Um, and I hadn't kissed a guy, like sixth year. And I was like, I think I kind of fancy this guy and I think he fancies me and I think God is okay with it. Because like I was praying yeah, you're, all the time. You're, and you're I was obviously like, trying to justify it though as well in your own way of what you know. Yeah. You know that way. And they were like, okay. And they were kind of open about it. They were like, okay, we'll just like keep on praying and just make sure that it's the right thing for you and blah, blah, blah. And then when I came home, I went to some party and like I kissed this guy and it was my first kiss and he was like this popular sexy dude in school and I was like, oh my God, you know your first kiss, you're like, I can't believe someone fancies me. And um, I was so excited about it and I had built up this trust with like my youth leaders and like they were kind of on my level, they were kind of cool, cooler than like the older people in the church. But she rang me up on my house phone and my mum was like, Lindsay, so-and-so is on the phone. And I was like, okay, hey. She's like, hey, so come here heard where you were saying that you're fancying a guy it had gone around everyone like so she had found it from my other youth oh okay she told the higher leader so the one in ireland found out about what happened in teen street yeah because it's all connected and um she was like so come here look i've been really really talking to god and like praying for you babe and um he's just oh my god he has an amazing man for you he has an amazing man waiting for you but it's not this guy and it really could affect your chances of this amazing guy that God has planned if you continue with this guy. So I just really think you should hold out. And like basically telling me that there is this absolute bona fide babe waiting for me in my future and waiting with a white rose of yeah. virginity in a suit. You know, like in that um, show we were watching at the start of Choir. Oh, what was that one. called again? You know, when they meet up. Um, yeah. The, Love is blind or something yeah, like love that. Love is blind. Yeah, when they're like, I can't wait to see they're her. They're like waiting there and it's like so virginal or something. And she like was basically painting this picture of this perfect guy in my head and saying that I would mess up my whole future if I like met this guy a couple of times. Like we called it meeting. I know some people call it shifting, but like that was as far as I was going to go in sixth year. I was And 18. this was to the German guy? No, no, this was a guy when I'd come home. I'd fancied a guy okay. in my school. Yes. And I told them. Oh, okay. I thought you'd fancied like, a guy in Teen Street. thinking okay, yes, about it. Yes, like, yes. I fancied the guys in Teen Street, but, like, there was no way I was going to go near them. Like, a no. Because, like, you're being watched like a hawk. What um, percentage would you say of people, like, that you, in the Irish church anyway, that you grew up with, like, are still, like, bed into it? Or do you think there's, like, a 50-50 kind of break off now? Or, like, would you say, like, a lot of people break off from it? Um, and live like a what would be seen unchristian life from what I'm visualizing from even people that follow me like a lot of people have broken off a lot of people that went to your school like Mount Temple I think it was a lot more um, you know liberal and stuff so I think that definitely helps some people be able to make different friends and be able to live their own lives talking to some people who I went to church with who I wouldn't have had like you know who have just come back into my life because of Ikals and they find Ikals and they obviously relate to it because we had similar upbringings you know I think they still hold so much of the shame they're still trying to work through the kind of healing process because I'm 33 and I'm still figuring it out and having to like check on myself and check on like toxic thoughts that I give myself like I'll get with a guy and sometimes be like oh what is this because I'm like so embedded to think that like it has to I mean have to so be, much yeah or, and I don't even think that and I've, li- I've lived as like my own person and well it's a subconscious thought it is and I have to check myself constantly and it is a lot to take on and I feel like you know it definitely like you can 
extract yourself from it but you constantly have to be checking yourself because like everyone regardless of your upbringing I think we are tied those those like things that we were taught when we were young penetrate deeper than anything I think you'll learn when you're older so you really have to continuously like I don't know be in a foundation of like I know like I was only talking to my mum about it the other day because she was getting concerned about some shit I was doing on Instagram and I was like mum everything that I do is a foundation I'm not I'm not flippantly doing things it's just different than what you believe in but like everything I'm talking about is on a belief system of like what I think is right and a lot of it is off the back of feeling that certain things like I'm so I think I'm so open about sex about talking about sex I'm so explorative about sex I'm so I dress the way I do it all goes back to something that is rooted in me and a foundation of me believing that that was wrong how I was brought up and trying to break that system and break that shame of sex and shame of how you dress or you know relationships everything that's tied into it and like just like to live a normal life I have to you know, and the platform that it gals and X gals has given me it is that escape. And even though people sometimes want to look at us as we're like these salacious kind of women who want to talk about sex and explicit stuff and we're just racy for the sake of being racy, it absolutely is not that. That really annoys me when people say that. But I think really what that is, is like that is holding a mirror up to themselves. Because like if you and a lot of people can't, so I'm not even shaming the people who can't, but if you can't listen to a conversation had by two grown ass women one who was a mother she having sex baby she got two kids mm-hmm. like if you can't listen to that conversation without recoiling and projecting this kind of like hatred onto the individuals having the conversation yes Lindsay and I at times may be vulgar or what you seem to be vulgar we might have a bit of a like swear like a sailor or say like words that you don't like but if you can't see it for what it is which is having a conversation around sex in Ireland in a generation which you know I was saying to Lindsay is one of probably going to be one of the first generations uh, that are way more removed from the like shackles of Catholic Ireland because as I said like our parents generation would have grown up with like very like I mean our parents literally went through like corporal punishment by the nuns and the priests you know that way so like we're the first generation in Ireland that like didn't grow up to that and that we're just that one generation more removed so our children so it's my wadded down a little bit yes but our children and how we are raised in the conversation that people our age and you know say from 20 up to our age are having is going to be so important to the younger generations and you know it it's one of those things where people say like, you know, like having those conversations, like how is that good for people, children hearing about sexualizing? And it's it's not, first of all, Ikaz is not for children. We are an adult podcast. We make that very fucking clear, man. But also if some, you know, if this trickles down or just the conversation in general of women having conversations openly about sex, like we talked about with WAP, with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion last week, like if that makes you recoil and makes you uncomfortable. Or you and, see it as disgusting. And shameful and impure. And you have this kind of purity level spectrum of like how pristine you present yourself. And, you know, this kind of idea of purity is so often put upon people in Catholic Garden, specifically women. So if we can like chip away at that in some way, we're gonna. And if you find that really repulsive, that is a mirror up to yourself on your own ideas of yeah. sexuality and sex. And you need to check that just like I continuously check myself. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting like dating and stuff because like like I said, it's easier for me to kind of hide myself a bit more to my parents when I have like a consistent 
boyfriend or something yeah. because they're like right so that's fine but when I'm going out dating because it has the veneer of normality yeah. it's like I have a, I'm in a monogamous relationship and the church is very much about how everyone else is seeing you like the that's ven- really yeah. why I was pushed to get married because it was it wasn't actually important to think that like yeah. I would have a child well your parents probably didn't want you to get married at 21 but they were like okay well well I had told them shit that yeah. my husband had done that was like really bad like he yeah. was abusive physically and stuff and you know my mum was like okay yeah, yeah yeah down that aisle there you know like and I mean she's grown so much from me like yeah. I was the guinea pig so I got it I'm the eldest so I got it harsher like my sisters didn't have as much they weren't involved in the youth group as much um, so they wouldn't be as affected now they, they still are but for sure I just think that like what you think is explicit or vulgar I just think is completely necessary I find like People connect so much with it, it gals and especially ex gals because that's where we're a lot more racier and juicier and talk about sex more graphically. More explicitly, yeah. I feel like Irish women, regardless of their background, even if they don't have any like religious background or if they have more liberal, like open parents, Irish women are very reserved in sex. 100%. And, you know, that is something that needs to be spoken about. Or like, because that's a reflection of the culture. It is. Because even if you want to speak about sex, it's made such a taboo that you feel like you can't. And that's how, like, even, say, for example, I was brought up really liberal school, really liberal parents, putting the pill at 16, all the rest. I would still have been hush-hush talking about sex with my friends or I was still quite, like, embarrassed to kind of talk about, like, sexual experiences Mm -hmm. openly up until I was maybe in my later years of college. You know what I mean? Like, I never was really going into any detail whatsoever on my first sexual experience like only my now friends. and it's and it's not yeah. because my friends weren't open to hearing about that it was just that that was the culture so like even if you want to as an Irish woman in my generation anyway hopefully it's changed but even if you want to be openly talking about sex to your friends your friends can shame you you're like the the, re- the culture is always reflected upon you yeah there can even be just one girl who yes. winces who you know? shames you and about I it. call it out all the damn time like yeah. a while ago I hooked up with my friend's cousin <laughs> and um you know I was like your cousin's really good at looking out like I just fucking was like there you go bitch mm-hmm I'm going to just open this conversation. And she was like, oh my God, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. And I'm like, it's just like, it's like a handshake. Can we just chill? I know it's like, we don't have to sexualize sex so much when we're adults, grown adults having consensual sex. Like, well, we don't need to be willfully ignorant of the fact that we all fuck. I mean, <laughs> like this whole like, you did what? It's like, you know that we're banging. It's so. like, why, why can't we just talk about that in an open way? Like it's, it doesn't have to be so crazy. Like, I mean, you know, me and my sisters will talk about, like, crazy sex shit. Like, I'm not like, oh, I don't want to hear my little sister and how she's going to... Like, it's sex. I want to just, like... It's, I don't like the idea that sex has to be this private thing with just you two. Because I do think that that's where shit can go wrong with, like, consent or not knowing or not doing... Yeah. You know, like, I've had open conversations about stuff that I've been like, oh, was that weird? If I kept that in, which felt probably more inclined naturally to do... I wouldn't have understood a lot about sex. So just to open up and normalise the conversation I think is so important, especially for Irish women and Irish people from the hangover of like Catholicism and just reserve behaviour in general and like kind of anti-sex or whatever. I think it's so important. And seeing all these messages come in where people are saying like about not being able to go on the pill, not being able to have sex, hiding out and those kind of things. I think you do have to be quite, you know, I, I feel like you do have to be quite robust with like, your kind of fight back to that we can't just casually talk about it we have to be quite um 
what's the word like quite strong with our words you know you like to be aggressively trying to dismantle it yeah exactly like that's like I'm not exactly I wasn't you know needing to tell my friend that but I wanted to push that narrative so to normalize it more and just kind of be like call her out there and be like look mm-hmm. this is fine there's no need for you to be writhing around blocking your ears I'm just talking about sex here yeah you know yeah okay well that's probably it for this week girlies next week we got a very exciting guest so keep your ears peeled for that one uh opening up September which is crazy. crazy and we're so excited to go into September we have loads of things coming C-U-M-M-I-N-G for it girls and X girls we have an announcement for triple X girls soon yes we do girlies thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye. when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.